So I asked Shalmat Harabashkin, how do you do that? How do you manage to survive all that? One day you were on top of the world. You were a very wealthy guy and everyone's looking up to you. And then one day you suddenly switch and you're now in, uh, in prison. Inside of your confinement sometimes, so it was pretty bad. He said, not one day did I have of feeling depressed. Sad? Yes. Depressed? Never. I woke up every day on time, upbeat, ready to go. I never had a moment of depression. And he says, it doesn't come naturally. It doesn't just happen. What happened was, I was forced by Hashem to a position that I had no choice but to exercise my sense of bitachin, of trust in Hashem. And so I took everything that I ever learned and I suddenly started to see it in context of my life depends on this and whether I can do this or not. And as a result, I was able to completely transform everything. And it's like Hashem and your connection to Him is real. It's not a joke. It's very, very, very real. And you have the power and God affords you the power. And when you exercise the power that Hashem gives you, it's like you can actually make miracles. And He says, everyone tells me, be realistic. The whole time they told me, be realistic. You've got to be realistic. It isn't good. Your situation is bleak. And I keep coming along and saying, the only reality I know is God, is Hashem. And I live with that reality and that's who I am and that's what I'm about. And, and that's realistic to me. And look back at my story. The proof that it's true is my story. Except I didn't live it in retrospect, I lived it as it was happening. Now, I can attest to that because I was reading his emails while he was in prison. And I got to say, at the beginning, I was thinking, poor guy, doesn't deserve this, it's not fair. But after a while, you say, okay, poor guy, but it is what it is. There's no way you're getting out of this. And he says, I, but he was the whole time. He didn't have one moment of a doubt. Absolutely incredible. So he says, it doesn't come naturally. It's not like you, you make a decision, okay, I'm not down today. Feeling good, everything's fine, and you solve your problems. It doesn't work that way. It's, it's a process. It's avoida. It's hard work. It's laborious. And when you work hard before it happens, then you get to survive. So what I want to go through today is one part of the manual. It's a manual. It's a manual of how we can live life in a way that we're always in a happy space and overcome all these anxieties and worries and fears. Like I asked him, so you're sitting in front of there, that one moment, that defining moment when this judge takes what the prosecution asked for and she says, not 25 years, but 27 years. So the prosecution wanted 25 and she said 27. How did you feel with that verdict? He said, I looked at her and I said, this has nothing to do with you. This is all straight from Hashem. Hashem is talking to me. Hashem is sending me a message. The message from Hashem is, 
straight and simple. Hashem wants me to be, I don't know if he wants me to be in prison for 27 years, but he wants me to be, um, to be ruled against, that, you know, to be sentenced to 27 years. So I saw it straight from Hashem. And as a result, I was like, okay, now what? Well, I'm in this position, and um, it's Avaida, it's work. Hashem wants sparks to be refined through me going through my challenges. He wants me to overcome misyonis, my trials and tribulations. Maybe it's a kapara, maybe it's an atonement for something I ever did. I don't know. But I do know that there's only one being that I have to deal with, and then I'm in His hands always. And that's Hashem. And it's all good. Why is it that most people fall into negative thinking? And what is this this special ingredient that those who are in the know know about that we all want a piece of. Like, give me some of that stuff. I want some of that stuff. So, um, negative thinking in Hebrew is called Aven. Aven spelled Aleph, Aleph Vav Nun. Aven is all types of negativity. I'm going to give the general name in Hasidic thinking for negative thinking is Aven. Not a stone, that's Aven. And not Avon, that's a sin. Aven. Aleph Vav Nun. Hard work is called in Hebrew Amal. Amal is hard work. I cannot save you so easily from hard work. Hard work it's going to be. But when we understand how to overcome the oven, all we're going to find is that with hard work, with amal, we can overcome the oven. We can overcome all the negative thinking. Hard work it is. So this is not to say that, oh, it's going to come easy to you. Challenges, difficulties, struggles. But if you follow through, you get to experience an absolute miracle if you're ready for the hard work. You ready? Every day begins fresh. And every day brings its new struggles. You want to be very, very careful in the morning that you are poised to overcome your struggles and you've got to be ready in the... It's like you don't want to get into the boxing ring before you're ready. And as soon as you wake up in the morning, you are already about... You're about to enter the boxing ring. Don't start boxing. Don't start wrestling match before you're ready. You have to exercise. You have to warm up. And then you can jump in and you'll be awesome. But if you just walk in there without preparing, what's going to happen? It's impossible. It's very impossible. You're going to fall flat on your face. There's a halacha that says, Asur lechol kodem You shouldn't eat before you dab. When do you get yourself ready? That readiness is what we call dabbing. If we understand how to dabbing, 
will understand how to be in a space that we can overcome whatever's coming our way. But don't eat. Eating means engaging physicality before you allow spirituality to seep into you. So, so don't check your phone and all the, you know, everything going on the phone before you're ready because what's going to happen if you do? Imagine. If you check your phone in the morning and you already have all those texts that are bothering you and all those things that are upsetting you, so now you're like, the negative thinking is going to attack you right away and you're not ready. And if you're not ready, that's dangerous. So what does it take to get ready? There are two names by which we Jews are known. One is Yaakov, and the other one is Yisrael. Always in the Torah we're known by both names. And it's interesting because Yaakov's name was changed to Yisrael. When Avram's name was changed from Avram to Avraham, you're not allowed to use the name Avram. You can only use the name Avraham. Not so with Yaakov, whereby the name Yaakov is interchangeable. Sometimes you're a Yaakov and sometimes you're a Yisrael. Yaakov means, funny name to name your child, Hello, heel. He was touching the heel of his brother. Let's call him a heel. This poor kid would have, you know, issues all his life. Mommy, what did you call me again? Hello, heel. He wasn't named a heel. He was named Yud Heel. Yaakov. His name was Yud represents the name of Hashem. Yud Kevavke. Hashem in the heel. Yaakov's mission is to bring Hashem down all the way to the heel. That's what Yaakov is doing. On the other side is Yisrael. What's Yisrael? The word Yisrael has a dual meaning. It has many meanings. One is Shir Kel. The same letters. Yisrael. So the Yud, the Shin, and the Resh spelled Shir. Shir Kel. Sometimes you're just singing to Hashem, these great, amazing, beautiful moments, just feeling so good and so connected, and everything's working. And you're singing to Hashem, yes. And Yisrael also means the same letters as Li Rosh. The head is mine. So when you're feeling like a head, everything's working, everything's functioning, it's just awesome, beautiful, incredible unbelievable moments. Yud Akev is the opposite. The one who taught us how to overcome negative thinking was maybe the last person you would think who would teach us that. The person's name was Bil'am. Bil'am was the prophet, a prophet who really countered Moshe Rabbeinu and he was among the Gentiles and instead of using his powers correctly he abused them 
But what ended up happening was Hashem switched and instead of all the curses He wanted to give us, He gave us brachot, blessings. Now we know the word bracha means to draw down. Bilam wasn't just sitting over there saying, you guys are awesome, they're amazing, these Jews. What he actually did was taught us how to reveal God in our lives. That's what he did. He taught us how to experience Hashem in our lives. So brachot means you're drawing Hashem down. And one of the things Bilam realized is that people maybe especially Jews, have a lot of negative thinking, a lot of aven. And so he said, I'm going to give you a bracha that you shouldn't have negative thinking. And it doesn't mean I'm going to bless you, you shouldn't have negative thinking. It means I'm going to teach you how not to have negative thinking. I'm going to teach you how to do it. And the word he uses is it's a pasuk, a verse in the Torah. It says, "Loi hibit oven beYakov." Oven is negative thinking, shameful thinking. Oven is what we do naturally. We put ourselves down. We beat ourselves up. Everything's terrible. I'm such a loser. Can't get your life in order. You can't get things straight. Like. Imagine you're in a prison cell and you're thinking to yourself, it's true that, you know, I, there was a, a witch hunt against me for some reason, but the fact is that I could have done certain things differently and why didn't I do it differently and what am I doing here? And it's terrible and you get depressed and down and that's all the negative thinking. Bilam says, I don't see any negative thinking. Loi he beats Oven. I don't notice any negative thinking. Yaakov. Want to know how you do that? If you are a Yaakov. If you're not an Akev, but a Yud Akev. He's not blessing us. He's giving us the power. He's showing us how to overcome the negative thinking. But the second part of the verse says, I don't see Amal is hard work in Yisrael. Hard work in Yaakov, loads of hard work. I'm going to teach you how to work, he says. But don't ever think there's no work until you hit Yisrael. When you switch to the mode of Yisrael, now you can overcome the hard work. Now you get to this point of just absolute connection. And this, they, they say these glorious moments where Hashem is just manifest and revealed in your life. And we switch in our lives from one to the other, back and forth. We switch from Yaakov to Yisrael to Yisrael to Yaakov, back and forth, up and down. You can have those moments when you just like want to sing to Hashem. You're feeling so good. Everything's working. And then you have these times when it's just so bad and it's so difficult. And in those times you want to fall. We need to know how to overcome both. We need to know how to sing to Hashem. You can never sing to Hashem though until you know how to work with this body and brain and the shugas that Hashem gave you. 
but you have to be ready and poised. And you can't do this until you start, until you're ready. Don't ever try eating, means engaging physicality in the morning before you're ready. Only once you're ready, then can you do it. Good, so how do you get ready? What do we do? We have to become yud akivs. My goal is to bring Hashem down into the akiv. And that means as follows. Do you ever notice when you're feeling down, the first thing you need is someone to just feel your pain? Like when you talk to someone, you just feel like the pain, the problem goes away. And you wonder, what was the problem again? When you say it out, it's so good, it's so helpful. You want to just talk it out and feel like someone listened to you. Our pain is of cosmic importance. It's important to Hashem. It's important to the existence of the world. Because Hashem created us in two modes. As the, the verse says, Im kevonim, im kavodim. Sometimes you are servants, and sometimes you are sons. Im kevonim, im kavodim. You could be a, a child or a servant. What's the difference between being a child and being a servant? A child hangs out, chills out with his dad, and he's right there. He's connected. A servant is disconnected. A servant is different. A servant has to work hard. But Hashem cannot be a king over children. In order to be a melech, in order to be a king, he needs us to be in a space of avadim, of servants. But by definition, if you're an evid, it means you're giving something to the master. If the master is Hashem, what could you possibly give to Hashem that Hashem doesn't have? Hashem has everything. What is there that you, as a servant, could supply to the master? There's only one thing that Hashem is, so to speak, lacking. What? Loyalty. Loyalty? Loyalty. Hashem is everything. He owns the world. He is everything. Hashem is Echad. What He wants from us he wants to create a space where, where people don't feel him. And he wants us to, to find him in that space. What's that space? It's the world at large and your life and your, your problem you're going through right now in specific. Where does Hashem want to be? Exactly where you are, not in the driver's seat. Hashem, we can't be in the driver's seat. Yes, you are. I'm saying, if when we're in the driver's seat, we think we have. It's more like a, a, ba, a ba, like. One second. Hashem put you in the driver's seat. That's crazy. Did you notice that He did it? Did you notice that you're driving the car? Who do you think is driving your life? You make a decision whether to sit here now, to walk out. You control your life. You don't control what happens, you control how you react. What? Isn't the goal kind of stepping away from that and letting Hashem in the driver's seat? Yes. And still driving. Because your life is, you've got to keep driving. You're a driver. 
you got to keep driving the car and drive in the direction Hashem wants. So there's one thing you can give Hashem that Hashem doesn't have. I mean, He does have it. He just decided not to have it. And what is that? That is a tachtarin, a being down here in this world who struggles and still finds Hashem. That's your gift. That's your work to the Master. That's what you can give and nobody can take that away from you and it's special and awesome and incredible. So realize, number one, your life exactly where you are is a beautiful, incredible, unbelievably special life. And the problem that you're going through is exactly what Hashem wants. You are always in Hashem's embrace. Where is God? Wherever you are now. That's where Hashem is. That's your life. It's special. It's like, wow. Hashem is here, now, in this moment. In order to feel that, we dive in everything. What is the goal of tefillah, of prayer in the morning? It's us attaching ourselves to the divine and feeling his presence in our lives. Davening, when you say davening, what does davening actually mean? It means shmoine esrei. Shmoine esrei is 18. How many blessings are there in shmoine esrei? 19. Why is it not called Chai Esri? Why is it called Shemayin Esri? Good question. Because there were 18 and then they added one more. But what it has to do with is that in the human body there are 18 vertebrae. That means that if you look at your spinal cord check it out. It's really true. You have 18 vertebrae. And the spinal cord runs through your vertebra. Now, a man is comprised of 248 limbs. And the Mishnah proceeds to enumerate what those 248 limbs are. Did you notice that there's one limb over there, you will find, that is not called a limb? And it's very strange because it's probably the most important limb. The most important limb of the body is not called a limb. You know what that is? The spinal cord. Your spinal cord is probably the most important part of your body in the sense that it holds the body intact. If your spinal cord is, God forbid, hurt, that's excruciating pain. The spinal cord runs through the 18 vertebrae. So the 18 vertebrae are 18 limbs of the 248. But the spinal cord itself, that runs through them, is not a limb. It takes the brain, the power of the brain, and spreads it across the body. So that everything from the brain that goes around the body comes through the spinal cord. And the spinal cord actually goes all the way down because it gets to your, your, your hips, and then it becomes two different feet. And the bone, that, that's the skeleton, goes all the way down. Actually, the spinal cord, if you trace it, divides into two, but it goes all the way down to the toe, to the heel. The heel, not the toe. And that's because Hashem 
is the brain of the world. Hashem is everywhere in everything. Spinal cord brings Hashem all the way down into everywhere. So the brain is your das. Your das is your connection to the divine. We live in this world and we don't see Hashem, so we don't have das. We don't get it. When you look at things that happen in the world, ever since the chait ate sadas, sin of the tree of das, of knowledge, we, we understand things incorrectly. Our perspective is skewed, is off. We lost our das. We lost our das. Meaning our das is not connected to the real brain and core of what's happening. What's really happening is, God is creating the world every single moment. He's creating you when now. When that judge says 27 years, what you have is a direct message from Hashem. How do I know that? Because Hashem creates the world every single second. Nobody can go against Hashem. Whatever's happening to you now, the second is not that person doing it. It's direct from God. Take it with love. When you have das, and you're able to appreciate what's really going on, that's when you get it. That's why Moyachadas, the brain, has three, three intellectual faculties. That's Chochmah, Bina, and Das. Chochmah is in the front cortex, Bina is somewhere in the middle. Das is in the back, and from Das comes the spinal cord. And Das divides into two. That's why there's two little bones over there when the spinal cord begins. And that's how you're drawing the power of Hashem down into the world. Hashem is the brain of everything. What you want to do is experience 248 limbs. What are the 248 limbs? Ramach mitzvot aseh. There's 248 limbs of Hashem in this world. Every time you do a mitzvah, you're experiencing a divine revelation. That's the Ramach mitzvot aseh. Mitzvahs, Srichos, Kavana. Every mitzvah needs what's Kavana in English? Intent. Intent. What's Kivun? Direction. Direction. Kavana is Kivun. Direction. Which is maybe what intention actually means. It doesn't mean concentration, it means alignment. Align the mitzvah with its source. Get it? When you're doing a mitzvah, understand and appreciate what it is that you are doing. When you get to do a mitzvah in this world, you get to draw the godly, divine force all the way down into your life. Who can do mitzvahs? You! When? Now! In this space. You can, you can just flee to the zone of, of attachment to Hashem. It's like, wow. It's a great space to be in. You're also feeding your spinal cord, which makes you a more confident yep. person. Yes. So when you do a mitzvah, enough, you, but you could do a mitzvah without intent, without alignment. And then what happens? Still do the mitzvah. You shouldn't get the feeling and the experience of what a mitzvah is. Wow, the awesomeness of what it is. You lost that. So mitzvah is tzricha, it's kavana. Mitzvahs need to be aligned. 
alignment means for you to meditate and reflect on what exactly is going on over there because it feels so awesome when you get what you're doing. If you get it. If you don't, what happens? You do it by rote, you missed out the opportunity. But you know, sometimes people do mitzvahs for the wrong... She still keep doing the mitzvah, even if it's the wrong reason. Right, I'm that's, 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 you'll get there. Right. But we're talking about what we want to get to. We want to get to a space of feeling the mighty presence of Hashem in our lives. That's called, that's the spinal cord. The spinal cord is that which holds your whole life together. It's the realization of how incredible your life is. So the spinal cord itself is not one of the limbs. Why? Because you can't relegate it to the status of being a limb. It is everything. Davening is compared to the spinal cord. Why is it the spinal cord? It is everything. When you daven, you get to a realization of what Hashem is and what you are in that space. What is the whole davening about? Your life is special. This world is exactly the right place for you. And you have the power to bring Hashem into your life now. That's the message you need to get. But there is no mitzvah asidei according to most paskim. There's no mitzvah biblically, only rabbinically, to pray. And that is not because davening is not important. It's because it's so important, it's so critical, that you can't make a mitzvah out of it. It is everything. So davening is really Shemayin Esri. Now what are we doing in Shemayin Esri? The whole Shemayin Esri is me saying, Baruch Ata Hashem. So I ask God for something. Refainu, give us a cure. Borei Choleinu, that's give us money. Or Das, let me understand. Or Slach Lanu, forgiveness. And then I say, Baruch Ata Hashem. I feel... I draw down your presence into my life. The Shemayna Esrei prayer is all about me experiencing God again and again and again. So I notice that when someone is ill and Hashem cures that person and gives them goodness, that is Hashem. And I look around the world and I see that and I look and look and look and I start seeing God everywhere. The Shemayna Esrei is at every single moment of your life, the good and the not so good, is all divine. Attribute your life to Hashem. That's where the problem comes in. The problem is that we live in a space which is godless. And your avoider of being an Eved is to say, I'm not in a hollow, in, a, in an empty space. This is where Hashem is right here. It's like tapping into like before this exactly so on a practical level what does that mean everything but everything that happens to you in life is good it's all good but you need to start seeing that good because good is God so train yourself train yourself when something happens to see the good in it right? It's a choice. The, it's an absolute choice. 
the 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 Shalomar Harubashkin story in retrospect is awesome. Basically, what happened? Hashem wanted him to switch him from being a big businessman and to make him into a mashpia and someone who's able to have a lot of influence on people and help people in their um, challenges and to give them bitachin and give them a sense of trust in Hashem. And so what did he do? Hashem said, I'm going to have to put you through a very challenging time. What did you do wrong? Nothing. I just see that you're a very good person for me to work through. And so I'm going to give you this challenge and you can work on yourself, arrive at a space of bitachin and then go teach it to everyone. Yes, like Yosef. And don't worry, when the time comes, I'll put in a president in the United States. Just there because you had bitachin for him. Just there because you had the bitachin. Because one guy sat in a little prison, in a cell, and had bitachin. And so Hashem changed the world. And yes, the president became president. While he was at it, he did a few other good things, you know. Got rid of some deal over there and uh, moved an embassy and did a lot of good things. Where did it come from? Not from a bunch of people politicizing things. It came from one guy who had absolute trust in Hashem. That's realistic. That happens to all of us when we get ourselves to a space of davening. What is davening? I see Hashem everywhere. But look, you can't just walk into Shmanasa, it doesn't work. In order for the Shmanasa prayer to take effect and to influence us, well, you've got to start with Sukkidizimra, which is just telling the story of the greatness of Hashem. So every day we wake up and we, we, we train, we, we exercise our muscles, we train ourselves. Notice God in everything, just see Hashem everywhere. What? Moidani, from the word go. It's, hey, okay, God, I live in this reality where you are not noticeable. We also have to take a few steps back. That's the regiment. It's a whole process, yes. But you recognize that where you are is good. See, we often forget that. What happens to us often is we think our lives are meaningless. And especially in my life. Like, oh, I can't believe it. Like, what? That's what's going on to me. And you need someone to empathize with you. Or do it with yourself. And that means sit down and say, yes, it's true. My life is a gift, a heal. I'm not denying that. It's a disaster. What's going on in my life right now might be terrible. If I'm in a prison cell, that doesn't look too exciting. But remember that Yaakov's parents called him Yud Akev, not a heel. They called him Ya Akev. That the Yud comes into the heel, that Hashem is here to bring them. So that space which you are occupying now is a place to bring Hashem to. How do you bring Hashem? By seeing the good in everything. And there's no way you're going to succeed in doing that in real time unless you work hard beforehand. And what you want to do is attach yourself and throw yourself at Hashem. And feel how good and glorious it is. Just like that my life is special. And so the extensive length of davening, what is it? 
it takes time to get the message across because we have a lot of negative thinking. The negative thinking says, I'm an akir, I'm a heel, it is bad. It's not positive thinking that we're doing. It's divine thinking. And Bilam didn't, he taught us how to. He didn't say, stop negative thinking, have positive thinking. He says, I don't notice the negative thinking. Notice. He didn't say, there is no negative thinking. I don't notice the negative thinking. He doesn't say, En aven There is no negative thinking in Yaakov. He says, I don't notice the negative thinking. Things might be happening that are not exciting in my life. I focus on the good. I just see glorious things happening. That's Shalmarcha says, people tell me I'm not being realistic. I think that Hashem is the only reality. And yes, some days it was very difficult to see, but suddenly when it happened, it was like, yeah, okay, that's Hashem. The way it happened was glorious, right? Like he wrote, I read his emails, he wrote, I'm going to be out and ready. You know, his wife said she has his clothing ready to go. In the, in the car, in the passenger seat, she carried his, his, uh, his, jacket, his suit and his hat ready to go. And when it happened, what happened? You would think that it would happen, and then there would be like a whole story, and take six months, and 12 months, and whatever. No. The president announces that he's out. Ten minutes later, he's out. She's like, she has to rush, rush, rush to the prison. She's got the clothing ready for him, the suit ready. Let's go. That was the, I think that was the craziest part. Like, the way it happened, the way it was unreal. It was unreal. <laughs> like, literally And, and there you see the Hashem, same, right? And we notice the revelation of God. That's why there was such spontaneous excitement. It was, it was like, wow, that was unbelievable. Yes, that's the power that you have in your life also. So that's, beat aven I don't notice any negativity. How? Be a ya'akov. Be on a mission. If you wake up and you dub, before you engage with the physical world, you notice you're here to draw the power of Hashem down to this world. That's why you're here. And your mission is to bring Hashem into this place. The other day I woke up in the morning and I was having a sleepless night. And I woke up, I don't know, like five o'clock in the morning. I couldn't sleep anymore. And it was before davening, but I didn't check my phone, but the negative thinking was inside my brain. And it was like, it was a harsh time. And I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to open up a yeshiva. This guy wants to shut us down. It's going to be crazy. One of the teachers can't find a house and he can't uh, get in. And one after another, my brain went on this rampage. And I realized if I get up now and I walk away from this, like, I, I, have to, I have to win this war first. I can't just get up. So I stayed around for like an hour and a half, lying down. And I looked back and I was like, wow, that's what Jacob was doing when he fought the angel all night long. I literally felt I was fighting an angel. Because I wasn't fighting against anyone. 
but it was a harsh fight. It was a wrestling match. Because one part of me is thinking it's terrible, terrible, terrible. Oh my gosh, get down, get depressed, get anxious, get worried, and then I'm fighting. No. And he keeps on adding, and look, but that's not good, and that's not good, and that's terrible. And I'm throwing myself back, and I'm saying, okay, I feel the worry, I feel the anxiety, let it go through. Okay, next, Hashem is with me, and he comes back fighting again, and I feel up, down, up, down. After like an hour and a half, I'm like, okay, let's wake up, let's get out of here. And I wasn't sure if I won or not. Because, like, they don't tell you, you know, like, the angel told Yaakov, okay, we're done, you won. There wasn't a bell. And I walked into Shul. And as I came in, it's amazing how Hashem arranges it, that whatever you learn, the Torah that you learn is perfect. It's always, always going to answer the question that you're going through now. He's ready for that for you. What you learn in Torah, you'll notice, is relevant to what you need now. So I come in and we start learning this. And we start learning how Bilam said, and he explains that sometimes you're going to fight. Some days there's going to be a struggle like Yaakov. And the way to win and overcome that struggle is by being a youth Akiv. By realizing that Hashem put you in this world for a mission. Hashem loves you. Hashem cares for you. Except that Hashem has something that he can't because so he decided to get done himself. And that is find God in a physical, godless reality. So he puts you there and he says, you do it and you are awesome for doing it. Go for it. Your life is special and meaningful. And that's what we're doing. But amal it is. Toil it is. And then you hit stage two. What's stage two? Let's go back to the beginning of stage one. Before you daven, the halacha says, When you daven, you have to be weighty before you daven. It means to be serious about davening. On a deeper level, it means, remember there's two parts to you. There are two of you. You're a schizophrenic, every one of us. You have a divine soul and an animal soul. And they're at war. Your divine soul is called the Roish, the head. And don't ever stand up to Davin until you chap, until you get that you have a head inside you. And focus on your head and realize how awesome your head is. So even if you did something terribly wrong and you feel so much shame, say, okay, I got it. And Hashem sent the youth to the Eker. Hashem sent me down here to this world. Empathize with yourself. And then realize that there's a head waiting to be released. Don't ever stand to Daven before you have Koyve Grosh, before you think about that head. That's why in the morning you say, I have a soul inside me. It is pure. Focus on the purity of the soul. Look at your child and focus on the purity of your child. Wow, there's a divine soul inside here waiting to be released. And then go daven and realize how important you are and how important your struggle is. And bring Hashem down to your struggle. And then after davening, after you do this work somewhere, maybe during davening if you're lucky, you'll hit that 
relationship. A song. You'll discover that really, really, there are no problems and there are no issues. And really, you're a child of Hashem, not, not a servant. And you're in His embrace all the time. And Amolek, which is all that negative force, has no power over you whatsoever. And that's why we say, Bilam says, amal Israel. He doesn't see the toil. Amal is toil. There's no struggle anymore. I'm just connected. Amal is the beginning of the word Amalek. There's no more Amalek. He doesn't have any power over you. Because you're Israel. Sometimes you hit those glorious moments. You just feel the pleasure of being attached to Hashem. I learned this, and then I went to Daven. And that Davening was amazing. Was the whole morning I was fighting the struggle. And that Davening, I just felt absolutely plugged in. It was one big song. It was a sheer kill. I felt the Israel, I felt the Leroy, Hashem is with me. And it was glorious. That's the difference between Shabbos and the work week. On Shabbos, what is it? Shabbos, you're Yisrael. You're connected to Hashem. And during the work week, what are you? A Yaakov. Struggling. When Shabbos comes in, what do we say? Shabbos morning. Le David HaMelech says, When I changed my whole approach, I changed my taste. I changed my logic. I changed my reasoning. Lifnei Avi Melech. Avi Melech was the king of the Plishtim the Philistines, but Avi Melech is my father, the king. When I change my approach to my father, the king, and I see he's my father, I'm his child. You kick out the negativity, and he just disappears. There is no negativity in that space. And that's the Shabbos mode. And then Shabbos finishes, and we have a special prayer on Matzi Shabbos, after Shabbos, so we say, Al Tiro Avdi Yaakov, like Bubala. Don't be afraid. You're going to become a Yaakov again. It's not like you won the struggle and it's over. It's going to come back. It's okay. It's okay. It's two modes of living. The David, Lohibit Oven be Yaakov, you're a Yaakov and you're Israel. Sometimes you're a servant of Hashem. You have a lot to give him. That's your struggle. And then when you get through that struggle, you hit that glorious moment and it's so beautiful. And you're Yisrael. Sar Kel, Prince of Hashem, Ali Roy, Shahed, Ashir Kel, a son of Hashem. You just connect it. Then you go right back to the struggle. When you're in the space of the struggle, don't forget. Don't forget that you're Yisrael. So how do you overcome the negative thinking? Simple. With a realization of what Bilam says. Don't focus on it. Don't focus on it. Focus on Yaakov. When you're a Yaakov, when you realize that Hashem put you in His heel, then it's meaningful. And then it just disappears. Then you get to stage two, which is this one you have to toil. When don't you have to toil? When you're Israel, but Iram will be Israel. And the more we exercise the muscle, we don't have that toil at all. Because really, we're just always one with Hashem. 
And what you'll discover is that the same problem and you consider the worst thing possible. When your thinking changed, the problem disappeared. It didn't exist. So our work is to daven every day, to realize the heel that we're in and to realize <coughs> that our mission is to draw Hashem down here. It's not a mistake. It's the divine presence. You're going to daven, have that kavana to be able to draw down the the um, to draw down the spinal cord through all the limbs to realize how special your life is where you are now.